Last time on Tabletop Theater, the Nightingale Watch barely escaped the clutches of the mercenaries pursuing Clarice for her faith that she carried. Undaunted by the small army, the Nightingale Watch put up a valiant defense of Bramblethorn Manor. Despite their escape, the loss of both a brief period of peace and one of their own will haunt them in the fight to come. The Watch finds itself adrift and aimless. A world at war, a former employer held in captivity, and the daunting task of stopping Siegfried. What will the Watch pursue? Let's find out. rage on with no end in sight. Negotiations between nations have broken down as the world leaders refuse to meet. The angels assure us here at Gabriel News Network that the Faith is doing all that it can to retake the countryside and put an end to this senseless fighting. If you see a cleric of the Faith, do what you can to help them. They are our best hope in this trying time. And now, an important announcement from the Faith. A terrorist group known as the Heenan has been ravaging the countryside. If you see its members, do not approach. This is a well-armed and dangerous group behind the assassination of the Angel's pride and charity. Beware anyone bearing the symbol of the Bleeding Eye and no so-called Knights of the Swan who follow the heretic Siegfried. The broadcast is turned much lower as Robin adjusts the dial. She says, I don't think there's any reason to keep waiting. I don't think Peppermint Perry's gonna... Join us. He's been in his room for three days. Let's get started already. Mm, agreed. She continues and says, We've been flying aimlessly for three days. We have to pick a course for something. Yes. I know there's a lot that we're dealing with. With the war, with Siegfried, with Arthur. She looks over at Catherine, mm. kind of giving her like a, not this again. But we gotta decide on something. We can't just keep flying aimlessly. Of course. I think everyone, now that we're gathered here together in this beautiful airship, this is our time to regroup and reform the Nightingale Watch. We need to think about what is our place in this war? What are we going to do to end it? And how are we ever going to fight back against the angels and the Heenan? I turn to Clarice and to Mercy. We have an undiscovered, we have an undiscovered asset amongst us. The angel Mercy. Yeah, I, Mercy kind of acknowledge, he acknowledges your comment with a nod, but he kind of seems actually a little out of sorts. Um, seems like something's perturbing him, but he's not like articulating what's wrong at the moment. Hmm. Seems very contemplative, almost a little irritated. Hmm. 
Now, when we were attacked at the manor, they were coming for the faith. Isn't that right, Clarice? Yes, that's right. That's solely what they wanted. To my knowledge. And they didn't know that we had this angel. No, they don't. And no one does. Someone does. Arthur. He's the one who told us to get Angel in the first place. Hmm. That's true. He might have the answers we're looking for. But isn't he incarcerated? Well, that's what I've been saying, says Catherine. I, I, can't, I don't know why we've been sitting on this. There's only one person who had any idea about where to go next, and he's, he's rotting in a cell. Hell, he could, he could, it's only a matter of time before he says something about us. We have to do something to help him. Josh will um, sort of, as nonchalantly as someone can sit in a suit of armor, um, <laughs> try and, uh, you know, he'll try, try and play it cool and say, so no one has any idea how he ended up behind bars? Um, hey, Josh, can you roll a 1d20 deception check just for fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't ready for that, but just give me a sec. I rolled a six. <laughs> so you, you say this, so you say what you just said, and you kind of like lean like on the table with your you know full suit of armor, and you're like, a <laughs> and so there's like a lot of attention onto you at the moment. Like people are all kind of looking at you. Maybe my voice cracks a little bit, like... <laughs> So whatever happened to Arthur? Josh, my dear, you might want to see about oiling that suit of yours. It <laughs> sounds like it's beginning to get a bit rusty. Uh, anyway, um, apart from that. Is there an answer to his question? What was his question? It, do oh. we know how? Well. How? No. No, we don't know how, says Catherine. Someone must have ratted us out, though. I, it's very possible that the angels were behind it and... In the first place. Who knows how much they know? I agree. It's possible I think that they've keep... had spies everywhere. I agree. We need to keep playing faster before they they can figure us out. Mm. Yes, Catherine. Certainly. Perhaps going to rescue Arthur is a, the best plan. Because at the moment, we're up in the air. Literally and figuratively, I'm afraid. We could also benefit from... His talents, his his um, armory, I suppose. If he were to side with us, we well, let's be honest, everyone. We need all the help we can get. Why wouldn't he help us? He's been our side since day one. You're right. He was very generous to us in our darkest hour. Well, that's all well and good, dear. Queen Judith pipes up. But, well, as much as we'd like to help with that, we can't all just sit idly by as the world keeps on burning away. Someone has to put my idiot son in his place. You heard about it on the radio. I know. It's a travesty, my, my queen. And, indeed, we shall reclaim Chimera. It's... Incumbent on us to rekindle the faith in our motherland. But I don't know how we can do that at the moment. It seems that all countries' borders have been forsaken. 
in this fight of for the faith. Yes, I know, dear, but someone has to bring some sanity back into this. And, well, perhaps this is where our paths must start to diverge. Captain Paloma? She nods. She says, Now, we've been working here as the Nightingale Watch best we can, but, uh, you know, we gotta... We've been, we've been gathering up support in the countryside. It's, it's time to make a move. Hmm. Captain and, Fondant, how do you feel? Well, I... I have to stay with my queen. I so swore a solemn oath when I joined the Queen's Navy to pro- uphold her virtues and protect her. I see no reason to stop now. Uh, queen Judith says, My dear, I don't think that... We don't want to get in your way. This is what we've been building for these past couple years. It's time for us to make a move. Perhaps it's time the Nightingale Watch go on the offensive. Perhaps we must split up for now. I'll take the boys and the crew of the Dark and Stormy, and we'll meet with some of the folks that we've been helping out, and we'll see about, well, putting an end to this sordid affair of my son. I think that is all too right, my queen, and I curtsy deeply. Will be, a, it will be a shame to see you go. But I do believe in your reign as the queen. It's about time that you recapture your throne, your majesty. Yes, it's about time we had a return to sanity, I think. Good mm. common sense seems to be in short supply these days. Indubitably. Well, if you're going to restore law, you're going to need a lawman. And... Uh, Drifter's going to turn to his son and say, I think this is where you're needed, son. Help Queen Judith get her power back. Restore order to Chimera. You're off the okay. island. You're off the island. Even I, mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm kicking him out. But it does kind I, of sound like but, it, but... But I am kicking him out. He's, he turns to you and he says, Oh, you you think uh think I'm better off there, huh? I, well, I just thought we were uh, starting to, uh, you know, enjoy our... Sick of my company already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, son, it's been so nice having you back, and I'm glad we've had this time. But I, if we're going to make sure this sees through, I need someone I can trust helping out. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, of course, I, yeah, yeah, of course I need somebody like me, of course. I'm, I'm happy to... Happy to dad. <clears throat> he seems a little disappointed, but he doesn't. He kind of consigns himself to that. Josh is going to just, uh, during this conversation, try and take in whatever vibe uh, Mercy is putting down, so to speak. You said earlier that he seemed a little perturbed. Is there anything in particular that, uh, I guess, strikes his fancy or that he seems interested in? Or not really. Sure. Why don't you roll an insight check, and I will uh, tell you. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm the only guy who rolls around here. Um, that is a twelve. <laughs> I would say, Josh, um, you feel like his mood has changed recently. You feel like it was fine like a couple hours ago, so you're not exactly sure. It's, it must have been something recent. But he is staring pretty intently at you right now. Oh, he noticed that. <laughs> yeah, just now. Oh no. <laughs> okay, Josh is going to look at Robin. Robin, are you? Going to come with us? Uh, yeah, of course I'm going to come with you. But uh, I think you're kind of going about this the wrong way. I think, look, I'm not going to tell us what to do. I'll stand by with you guys to the end. 
but I think their number one goal is, is what it always was, and that's to stop Siegfried. When Robin says the name Siegfried, I tense up a little bit um, and say, Well, Robin, you're right. We must stop Siegfried, and we must stop the Heenan. Well, the Queen says, I think the next step is to have us dropped off. We'll go and pick up the SS Malamar, and we'll meet up with our groups on the ground. Hmm. Where shall we... Will you sh- find safe refuge? Oh, uh, don't worry about that. We have a f- we have a couple of uh, ideas for that. She gives you a little wink. She or she like holds your hands, you know, and says, "Oh, my dear, it's been so lovely enjoying your hospitality at your home. I'm so sorry, and your group here has been a godsend to me. And we will see each other again. Don't worry." I'm sh- most certain we will, my queen. My ma- uh, your Majesty, and I, I, I squeeze her wrinkled hands, um, lightly or gently, and say, "It has been an honor to host you at the manor, and I know my father would be proud. Long live our noble queen!" <laughs> Come along, boys, um, and she walks out of the room, followed by the crew of the Dark and Stormy, and the uh, dandy boys and they begin uh, preparations for their drop off mm. leaving you in the room with just Catherine, Clarice and Robin where's, and Mercy where's Rosalind? Oh, Rosalind's always with you Okay. you know uh, I, I, I'm just noticing this now but um, I'm worried about that little girl because she doesn't talk too much and you know this is, this is I've, it's just sort of occurred to me now I think something's wrong with her Seriously? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Something might be up with her. I, I, yeah. Um, well, I was hoping to talk to Rosalind, but I don't I don't know whether it needs to be. That's what I was talking yeah, about later. in private. So okay. She just doesn't have much yeah, to say is my biggest problem. Robin says, all right, we'll set a course to drop them off at the SS Malamar. But look, we have to make a decision. Us now. Where are we going? She looks out at the room expectantly. There's only one man who can help us. I vote we go get Arthur. I second that notion. I truly know of no alternatives. I'm I'm afraid we're dis I'm afraid we're desperate, my dear. Uh yeah, Josh will um shift a little bit and say Do we really have no other options? We could look for Siegfried and the Heman, we could Josh, I know why you don't want to go rescue Arthur. Josh will have a big gulp under his uh <laughs> under his it's not helmet. It wouldn't be dignified for a paladin of the faith to go through a prison break. Oh, but we have no other options. We have to do it. That is true. I never thought of your plight, my dear. Oh, yes, it is a rather awkward situation for an honorable paladin as yourself, such as yourself. But I am afraid we're, we've been terribly weakened by that last defeat. I mean, we lost Spearman Sperry. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. God rest us. But apart from that loss, we were able to flee. 
and I just don't have faith in us at the moment to fight him head on. This war must come to an end, and Arthur can get us through it. Or at least, he can try. Catherine nods, and she says, That's what I've been saying. We need to head out to Flavorton Prison immediately. Clarice actually speaks up, and she says, Yes, um, well, about that. Hmm. I can't join you. But... I need to return to the capital, else it's going to arouse suspicion. Clarice. I was sent to collect this for the faith. They simply cannot know that we have revived Mercy. And I won't tell them that. But what will they think? How will they respond? They won't know anything. I'll just be completing my mission as normal. We'll keep in touch. And if any, if anything, it'll be helpful. You'll get to know what they're thinking. I'll contact you about what the, what's going on, and you can stay one step ahead of them for once. Clarice... We've only just been brought together. I know. Who knows what this war will bring? You're right. But I have to do this. I'll head to the capital. I'll contact you if anything should be happening. I'll let you know if they find Siegfried. I'll make sure that you're in the know. All right, my dear sister. And I wrap my arms around her. Yeah, and Rosalind joins in, kind of like hugging your legs. <laughs> and Clarice heads off to her chambers. Robin says, well, I know when I'm outvoted. It's for the best anyway. We'll get this out of the way. Robin. Yeah. I promise you, he will not go unpunished for what he did. She puts her hand, her good hand, on your shoulder. Kind of a feat for her, because she's so short. <laughs> she says, she looks you in the eyes, she nods, and she says, I believe it when you say that. And she turns, heads to the cockpit. Drifters will turn to uh, Lola and say, do you trust her, Clarice? Well, I must. I do. She risked her life to save all of us. And to be perfectly honest, though I, I know she would not like this known publicly, well, she told me that she isn't, well, she suggested to me that she isn't quite as diligent of a servant of the faith as our dear Josh. So... Well, that's natural. No one's as diligent as I. <laughs> Catherine um, turns and goes into the cockpit following off to Robin. You're left in the room with just Mercy and Rosalind and you three. And Mercy finally speaks. And he says to you, Josh, hey, hey. when were you going to tell me so many of my brethren had died. Oh. Uh, Killing an angel? Since when is that possible? Josh, uh... Cha yeah, no, Josh doesn't have a good answer to that because Mercy is right. 
that that should have been news. And Josh will look at Drifter and Lola for help and say I offer it's I offer nothing <laughs> <laughs> I have my fan over my eyes and I, I, I glance away this is a particularly sore topic well then Josh, Josh will look at, at Drifter then and say well your eminence um, it, it's it's sort of new to us and he'll uh, gesture towards Drifter leading into as if Drifter has some sort of pre-planned or inside knowledge on the subject. Drifter will say, it turns out angels bleed too. Josh will step in front of Drifter <laughs> and say... What are you going to get? My- <laughs> no, I, no, I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Josh will step in front of Drifter and say, what he means is that um, the uh, uh, our former companion, Siegfried, and his terrible companions they they've found a way and who are these heenan anyway this group never existed before chosh will say that's a great question and step back out so that Drifter let me can... consult my notes from 40 episodes of this <laughs> is podcast so Ch- chosh will uh chosh will gesture towards lola this time mercy the Heenan are a band of the hopeless, I suppose. Those who have lost all faith in the angels and in the way the world was governed by them and have banded together to... They've banded together to steal the faith from the angels and from the world in general but from the world itself in fact um and they're the ones who killed pride who killed charity mercy i'm afraid there is truth to that But you must know that as far as charity, as far as charity's death um, was rather complicated. You see, it was a mission that was assigned to Siegfried for the faith. I understand that must be a shock, and I I don't know how that could ever make sense to you, but it seems to me that both the angels and the Heenan are corrupted by this treacherous greed for control in the faith. Mercy turns away. He looks out the window. He says, I'm not surprised Charity is gone. She was a lot like me. He's always had a harder time controlling the virtues and the vices. He? When I was put away, they didn't know how to kill an angel. 
No doubt they were bringing me back to finish the job they started. I take it they tested this on charity. You may be right, Percy. If you'll excuse me, he leaves the room. After a moment of silence and once Mercy's gone, uh, Chash will look at Lola and say, thank you. I couldn't say that. I know, my dear. It's all right. But if we were ever going to have him on our side, he needed to know the truth. I know how much it pains you. I'm sorry. Chosh will, uh, look, yeah, he'll look down at his feet and say, I don't disagree. But I still couldn't say it. You're saying your goodbyes to some of the members of the Nightingale Watch. As you see off Judith, the Dark and Stormy, then Dandy Boys, and your son. You are dropping them off by the SS Malamar as you unload the last of the boxes of supplies that they'll need for their difficult for their difficult task. You see Peppermint Perry outside of his room. His eyes are red. Like peppermints. <laughs> oh my god. What? Um, they're just finishing off loading their last of their supplies. He looks at you, Drifter. He smiles, he nods at you, knowing you've taken such a great interest in him and his fella. And he says to you, I'm sick of watching others die while I sit on the side and watch it. I want to make a difference. Mr. Drifter. You will, son. For all of us. <laughs> um, do you want to say goodbye to anybody else? As, uh, as the last of the dandy boys walk away, Crispin at the tail end, as he walks by, Josh will just look at him and he'll say, Crispin? And let him go. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. Um, I suppose with tears in my my eyes, I will bow to my queen, to her royal navy, and to the noble crew of the Dark and Stormy. Thank you, everyone, for this effort to restore sanity, and to reunite my beloved homeland. Don't worry, my dear. We'll have it together before you know it. Of course you will. So Drifter will walk up to his son and uh, kind of straighten his collar and say, there comes a time in every man's life where you must find his own path. This is your path. I can feel it. Besides... You don't want to hang out with your old man the rest of your life, do you? <laughs> nah. I suppose suppose not. I guess I'll have to be making my own way for a while. But knowing how you are, I take it that trouble's going to find you. Trouble's going to find me. And it'll bring us back together in the end. 
We'll just see who finds it sooner. Sir Arthur Zeppelin begins to gain air again as you see the remnants of the Nightingale Watch waving you off as they become just little specks in the distance. And Rosalind and I wave until we can no longer see them and we're up, up away into the clouds. Catherine meets you again inside the main sort of long-tabled room. And she says, when we go there to Flavorton Prison, it's a dangerous place. There, well, there's an anti-magic shield on it. She looks mainly at you, Lola. You're not going to be able to cast any spells while you're there. What? Only divine magic works. It's a faith prison. Well, that's preposterous. How impractical. Well, you can still use your items, but other than that, you're just going to have to rely on a couple of the potions that Arthur has stocked in here. It's designed so, well, no breakouts. You know how it is. It's a dangerous place. It's in the middle of the ocean. It's going to be a while before we even get there. Goodness. You should stock up on what Arthur's got before you land. As you're going to get your supplies, um, actually, you know, we'll do it like this. How about everybody roll a perception check? I I got a natural 20. I got a natural 3. 5. 11. All right. Uh, Chosh, you hear a voice coming from uh, the restroom, actually. I'm sorry, coming from where? Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a 23-year-old man Snapchatting on the urinal. Oh. <laughs> sorry, it was the context you missed there, Bradley. Uh, you hear a voice coming from the bathroom. It's Mercy's voice. He seems to be talking to himself. You overhear this line. You act like you have a conscience. I've seen your heart. You think you can change things. You think one act of caring could make you human. You hear something break. Josh is going to, you know, slowly walk up and knock on the wall. Um, so, like, you know, as like a foe knocking on a door and say, your eminence? There's no response. Josh will slowly uh walk over and try and get a um a better look not necessarily in like a sneaky way in like an investigative way uh kind of like in, in like you know when they in detective shows where they peer around a corner and it's like yeah. five people stacking top of each other <laughs> just their heads are emerged yeah, yeah, yeah. you're so creepy that, uh roll roll an investigation check okay. he's in the toilet <laughs> i got a pretty good roll uh it is a 3 <laughs> you can't see anything the door is closed <laughs> <laughs> you idiot <laughs> confound it this door is closed <laughs> damn it Josh will slowly open the door like creak it open goes crack and uh, shout out um, your eminence again you see him as you kind of open the door the door kind of pulls open all of a sudden and you see Mercy facing you. His face kind of looks solemn. You see there's a broken mirror, a bunch of shards of it cast all over the nice, fine sink. And he says, Oh, sorry, Josh. I... It was a slight accident. If you'll excuse me. And he passes you by. 
Josh will let Mercy go and then run to, to clean up this uh, mess of glass. And while he's doing that, sort of look around for some kind of clue at, at what could have happened. I will let you roll one last investigation check. Fantastic. All right, this one's pretty good, too. This is a nine. Josh, that is a good roll to make this entirely ambiguous. <laughs> All I will say on this matter is he could have been talking to himself, but you also know that mirrors are an important aspect of scrying, as you saw with Clarice, in order to have long-distance communications with someone. Ah, I remember that. All right. I scry all day long. (laughs) Oh, I've seen what you scry. It's all over the mirror. But boys don't scry. It's all over the mirror. Good girls, like, scry boys. Big big girls Um, don't scry. I'll tell you that much. And neither do boys. It's it's just little girls. It's unclear who was. It's unclear what was happening. All right, Josh will will put the shards of glass in the trash in the dustpan and put them into the trash. And out out the airship just <laughs> green glass Jethro will knock on the bathroom and say Josh Josh you in there Josh will <laughs> turn around with a lot of glass in his hands and say yes Jethro <laughs> will open the door and see Josh with all the glass and just say look at him for maybe a good 30 seconds with no words and just say we're all meeting in we're all meeting in the the conference room. Come over when you're ready, and then he'll leave. <laughs> Josh, Josh will will now throw away the glass and say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be right there. Just one moment." Oh no! Josh, you walk back into the and meet- then I come into the bathroom. <laughs> Damn it, Josh! What bathroom. are you doing? No, no more, please. Um, Josh, you you enter the meeting room. The rest of the party is already there. Catherine says, all right, so here's the plan. Join us again for the next exciting episode of Tabletop Theater in episode 29, Jailbreak.